0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast.
1: So as a mom, we know you're going to do pretty much anything you can to help your kids. But at the same time, it's easy for one of your children to do something that really provokes you and gets on your nerves. If you're feeling overwhelmed as a mom, you're working hard and they're not cooperating, we're happy to offer you a helping hand today. I'm John Fuller with Dr. Danny Huerta. He's a professional counselor and leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And Jim Daly and I talked with Amber Leah and Wendy Speak about things that can kind of set you off as a parent. And I know you're going to find this helpful. Amber, I need that recap of what triggers are. Uh, just so we set for the audience what we're describing yeah. and talking about. So, what are sure. external triggers and internal triggers?
2: So, triggers are all the things that set us off, make us angry and frustrated.
1: We might call them a button. Yeah, there our are our buttons.
2: Button. They're, they're totally our button. Pressing our buttons, you know, making us irritated, whatever it may be. And there are lots of them, as every parent <laughs> knows. Uh, Wendy and I are talking about specifically thirty-one different ones in, in our ministry, but. The external triggers are those things that your kids are doing, the things that drive you crazy. You know, it is the back talk. It's the sibling rivalry. It's the messy rooms that they have. All the things that just that they're doing that we think are reasons for us to get angry about. And then the internal triggers, those are the things that are a little more subtle. Sometimes they're harder to pinpoint. It's when we explode, when they've done something kind of minor, but we realize we've had no sleep for three days. It's the exhaustion. It's the, you know, times of of transition it's even our our illness or trouble with in-laws can or spark ma- our anger or maybe with even kids. those
1: things in your own childhood absolutely that, yes. that really wounded you yeah it's when, your past yeah.
2: and those generational models for you those come out and we weren't expecting them but they trigger us
1: here's an interesting one and i think it's a good place to kick off uh, given our mutual faith commitment to christ right yes um, a crisis of faith, or even losing sight of your relationship with the Lord—you know that discipline of just spending time with Him, praying um, to the Lord, etc.—it it can be an internal trigger, right? That yeah. you're, and you and it's
0: not always a, a big crisis that we recognize has happened. Um, you know, every season of our lives, we have different challenges. And what I've seen in my own life from the time I was five when I put my faith in Christ because my mom told me that Jesus wants to live in my heart. I mean, that was the depth of my theology (laughs) and why. And then at nine, I was at camp and someone said, hey, you know, Jesus died for our sins. You have to ask for forgiveness and he'll forgive you your sins. And then he comes and lives inside of your heart. And I was like, oh, shoot, I missed that step. And to me, that's such a picture of how we keep growing in our understanding of faith. So sometimes we just get to a place of saying... I didn't know, God, that I needed you mm-hmm. so desperately in this season. And I, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, the verse that says, consider it pure joy. When you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance yes. and that endurance mm-hmm. will have its perfect result, you will be mature and complete, lacking nothing. And so oftentimes our lack of faith is simply not knowing we needed faith. Wow in this season, to that degree. And I remember going to the grocery store. This is after I had all three of my kids, and I was in a crisis. Um, I was worn out. I was um, hormonally imbalanced. I mean, I was not doing well. And I'm sitting in the parking lot, and I'm crying. I think the term is ugly crying. Because it's not pretty, (laughs) and you don't look pretty for quite a few hours afterwards. husband's here to do do something at
1: this point, right? But I was by myself.
0: The boys were at home, and I went into the grocery store, and um, I went up to the butcher's counter, and I... The, the butcher didn't look I'm at I'm a little worried he already here. <laughs> <laughs> he just said, hey, what can I get for you? And I said, uh, salmon for two adults and three kids that won't eat it. And he started, <laughs> he started getting it. And again, hasn't looked at me yet because I had just been ugly crying. So oh, I yeah. did not look that wonderful. And he says without looking up, so how are you doing today?
2: Your eyes are all
0: And I take puffy. a you know pause and he looks up at me and sees. <laughs> and I said, not so great, but it's just another chance to trust God more. And I kid you not, he started crying like projectile tears. Paul, he had a badge that said, "Hello, my name is Paul." Paul starts crying as he's, you know, wrapping up my salmon, and he says, "Do you think that's what they're for? Do you think that's what the hard days are for?" And I started crying again. I'm like, "Yes, Paul, that's what they're for." <laughs> and so sometimes that crisis of faith is mm. that we need the nearness and the help of the Holy Spirit in a way we have not needed Him before. And that's why we can consider it pure joy, because guess what we get by the end of that crisis? We get more of Jesus. And
1: you know, I really appreciate Wendy and uh, Amber and what they shared and that story about being at the grocery store. How exhausting. I'm sure a lot of listeners are identifying with that. Um, Danny, how do you encourage uh, moms in particular to trust god when they're so busy and when the kids are just not being
3: very helpful. That's a, that's a hard one. That it's a tough emotional season. That's the reality. I love her response that she said not great, but it's an opportunity to trust God more. Yes. Right? I mean that what a response. And then that man started crying mm-hmm. because of her response. It was a mindset shift in that moment. He didn't see it that way and she was able to see beyond her, her uh, place right there, and saying, this is an opportunity to trust God more and to step into that. Really, it's about learning to kneel in those moments and knowing that it's a season. I, I know when I've talked to moms in this exhausted place, and dads, their are dads as well that are exhausted, and what is really helpful for them is to know that it's a season. Just like it got super busy, it can calm down as well. What can you take control of, that you need to take control of in order to feel a sense of peacefulness in some spots in your life. When you're under stress, that's when bad parenting is squeezed out of you. You can be one of the best parents ever, and then stress hits you, and you become one of the worst. And it's because you go to a more reactive mode. Yeah. So in this, in this place... Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this quote that that my daughter gave me. It says, "When life gets too hard to stand, kneel. Life doesn't get easier; you just get stronger. Life is not about waiting for storms to pass; it's about learning how to dance in the rain." And she wrote in my book, "Find joy in today." Hmm. Can we That's look for joy? Right there. Yes. Can we look for joy yeah. in the day we're in, in the moment we're in? Wendy did that in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Let's be joy finders and life finders and then life givers. And having that be the perception as parents can get us through those exhausting moments. Then find places to, and times to nap, yeah. if you can. It's good to do that.
1: Well, I trust that if you're feeling overwhelmed, God's going to give you some moment or two of respite. Maybe a night away, maybe a, a coffee time away, maybe a quiet moment that you didn't expect Hope you're able to lean into that and Mm -hmm. kind of just get together with him. He is the source of life and peace, not the world. And um, when you're overwhelmed, consider getting in touch with us if you need to talk to a counselor. Mm -hmm. Certainly a proactive book would be the title that uh, Wendy and Amber wrote called Triggers, which uh, has a lot of great detail in it about uh, being aware of those triggers and how to deal with them uh, as a mom or a dad.
3: And John, I've heard parents pray in the bathroom. I, I mean, oh, yeah. even there, they're exhausted. Dina used and they to go to the say, bathroom, lock Lord, the help door, yeah and, <laughs> yeah, and pray. Yeah, and so don't be afraid to pray wherever, and just say, Lord, help me, and, and be open with that. Sometimes that can be uh, just a, a release you need in the moment. I appreciate that. That's
1: really good insight. Well, that book, Triggers, is available when you make a generous donation of any amount to the ministry today, either a monthly pledge or one-time gift. We are listener-supported, so we appreciate your partnership in that way, and we'll express our appreciation by sending uh, that book, Triggers, to you. Um, Also, when you're at the website, Danny and his team have written a number of articles that are very short and very practical. Uh, They're written to help you as a parent kind of grab control of your own self so you can be showing up as the best parent possible. The starting point is probably the Seven Traits of Effective Parenting series, Danny, that that you all have on there, and we're going to link to that in the episode notes as well. We'll hear more from Amber and Wendy next time. Uh, For now, on behalf of Danny and the rest of the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.